You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Smash After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424. 424- 256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Smash After Show. Cause it's a bittersweet. Hey everybody, Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another episode of Smash, Season 2, Episode 10, The Surprise Party. I am Tamara Berg. I'm joined in studio by Sarah Mendoza. Hello. Kendra Cavasa. Hello. Kristen Carroll. Hey guys. And Marissa Serafini. Hello, ladies. Marissa, we're going to be expecting you to talk more this week. Okay, I'll check. We don't have John with us any longer on the panel. It is an all woman panel now. Woohoo! Yeah, girl power. Shout out to John. Yeah, yeah. shout out yeah. to John. We miss You're him. Like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> He's busy, whatever. Well, let's get right into it. I had some revelations about the show this week, which I will share as we go along. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, 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 yeah, I just had some revelations that I can't wait to share with you guys. But the first one I want to talk about is I want to talk about Ivy and Tom. Ivy, poor, poor Ivy's birthday. And she is pissed at Tom. Still pissed at Tom mm-hmm. about casting her mother and not being very professional about it, quite frankly. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, you know, they're bickering in front of the cast and crew. And although Tom's the director, Ivy feels like it's okay for her to step in and give her two cents about how things should be directed in the musical. And obviously right. she's only doing it because she's upset with Tom. Well, her tone certainly is coming off as, you know, completely ridiculous, quite frankly. <laughs> and, you know, she may have, she had legitimate issues with talking about, well, I can't be over there as I told you before because I need to be over here to do this and that's a legitimate concern of hers but to bring it up in the way she did was just ridiculous very snarky yeah and on top of it he had forgotten her birthday yeah I think that you know fueled the fire yeah she doesn't know that well completely because well, he had a surprise party for her. In yes. yesteryears, maybe he said happy birthday at like midnight or 12.01. Right. You know, because they were good they friends. Were like besties, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. So she's like, uh, it's 10 a.m., you know. <laughs> you didn't 10 a.m., and yet. I haven't gotten it's a latte yet. Where's my birthday text? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it is so weird, though. It was so weird to see them not being BFFs because that's how they've been the whole time. Girlfriends together. Yes. Pretty much. Yes. So now it's just like, you know, oh my gosh, like where is their relationship going to go? I think we all know it's not going to be too long before they make up. Right. Um, But it's just a little weird to see them not so close to each other at this time. Well, do you guys think it's legitimate for her to be continuing to hold the grudge at this point, Marissa? 
What do you think? A little bit, but again, um, he did it. Tom did it right. for um, professional reasons. Right. It was to enhance the show. Right. And yeah, you may not agree with it first, but in overall, in the long run, it helps everyone. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it's complete. It's not professional of Ivy, but because they do have that personal relationship, that's what's kind of swaying her actions. The fact that yeah. my BFF actually did this to me rather than a director making a decision that's good for the show. Well, and also my BFF who knows my history with my mother. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 I guess it is a little more of a direct betrayal mm-hmm. than it would be in other director-actor situations. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I hear you. It's colored by the relationship relationship that they have. Yes, for sure. For sure. Well, I feel so bad for Tom. He seems to be choosing his job over a lot of relationships, over mm, Sam. and yes. Even Julia and him are okay, but they had a little scuffle before, too. Although she kept a lot more professional around the group when that happened. She directed it at Tom, like, why are you sending in my script and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that was brought up at rehearsal while they were going over songs or something. She wasn't taking that road. Right. Well, and I also think it's because Tom has so much to prove at this point. Yes. Um, being a director, um, he, it kind of reminded me of how, you know, how Eileen, she'll make whatever decision she feels is best for the show, right. regardless of what anyone thinks. She's She's got that um, business first, I guess, mindset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if Tom's looking to her in admiration or, or not, but it, it seems like that's what he's at least trying to do. Um, have a little bit more business, um, a business uh, directive for the show rather than focusing on, is everybody going to hate me if I do this? Is Ivy not going to be my friend? Like, yes, it's sad to him, but at the same time, he just really wants the show to exceed, uh, succeed in my in my opinion. Right. I watched an interview today um, from Christian Borrell, who plays Tom, and it was really interesting. Once I saw him speak as, you know, as a human, as opposed to a character, <laughs> it, was, um, it was very interesting because he's this... Um, sort of noble guy in general, at least that's how he came off in the interview, mm-hmm. in that um, he, one of the things that he talked about was, you know, how difficult the business is and the, and the pitfalls that you can come across. And, and he spoke about how you have to be impeccable with your word and, you know, really be true to yourself and mm-hmm. how you're dealing with people. And, and having seen that and then watch the show was really interesting because it made me look at him in a little bit of a different way. Oh, and P.S., side note, do you folks know he was married to Sutton Foster for four years? No. Sutton Foster of Bunheads and Tony Award-winning fame. Wow. No. Married to her for four years. When did they end in, tw- in 2010. Oh, wow, that's Sutton recent. Foster, my friend, there is an Instagram photo of she and I. I met her a couple Ooh. months ago on Home and Family. She's awesome. Full circle. <laughs> like six yeah. degrees of Yes. Smash. Anyway, it's not about me. But anyway, he, he it was really interesting to, like I said, see him um, and and how his character is a little bit different when you learn a little more about him as a person. So I just wanted to bring that in. He, he seems like a really interesting guy. Um, so Tom makes a surprise party of his own, calling up Liza Minnelli. Let's talk about Liza Minnelli. <laughs> I don't want to talk card. about the song, but yeah. He pulled the Liza card. I mean, that was, I think that I was, I reacted, that was the perfect present for her. Yes. And the perfect way to kind of win her back. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, She was a little hesitant, I think, to trust it 
as well because At, when thought, the party was happening you mean yeah, when, when Liza showed up was, um, a, PR a PR stunt, stunt which mm-hmm. I'm glad he confronted Eileen about in front of her because yes. then that would have caused how many more scenes <laughs> of, yeah, no kidding you had you? did you do this but um, but yeah I think it was a perfect gift and um, I, I wish she had in, invited him then to the to the second party I was kind of disappointed well yeah why do you think she didn't because well, yeah. she was clearly thinking about it as you know, as he was saying, "Do you have anything else to do? Do you want to get a drink?" Mm, 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 no, and she was considering inviting him. Why do you think she didn't? Yeah, Sam anyway. was there. I think that was a big thing, and like she had told him later oh, when yeah. they were there as well, was she just needed a break? Even though he did this great, wonderful thing, she still needs her space. And I think she at least recognized that it is something that can be patched up at the right. end there, which was great. And um, perfect move on his part. I mean, if I was mad at somebody, and let's say Hugh Jackman was brought in to sing for me on my birthday, I could forgive anything. Pretty much. Well, that's the thing. Pretty she, much. Yeah, exactly. she could have space on another day. It's her birthday. Why didn't she yeah. make an exception? Well, I think also, because at the rehearsal earlier on in the evening, it was, you know, everybody was talking about Tom and how, like, let's not invite him to the park. And it was everyone against Tom. Mm-hmm. And maybe for her to go back on that when she had agreed with everybody that Tom wouldn't come, it would have been like she didn't want to disappoint everybody else mm-hmm. is what I was thinking, even but, though yeah. I don't agree with what she did. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because she usually doesn't care what people think, I think, except for her mother. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, well, and, and beginning to end, even though there was a little, you know, a little journey in the middle there, she she did say, we're not friends. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she began and ended the um, the episode with we're not friends. She, and in fact, her last um, line to him essentially was, I love you, but you can't be my friend right now. Be my director. So, you know, maybe that is where she you know re- is realizing she's just got to hold the line uh, through this job mm-hmm. yeah okay but just a few hours after they celebrated with Liza Minnelli I ju- I'm just you know I have a problem with her not inviting him but I think the Sam argument is a really valid argument. So, you know, Sam being there, Sam being so close to her, because he's essentially her closest friend now, is, or at least mm-hmm. that's how it appears um, on the show. And so if that's the case, it's just going to create another... Right. You know, element of discomfort for, for people. And a surprise yeah. for everybody there, too. Like we were saying, nobody is expecting him to go. And then if he shows up, there's going to be a lot of hesitation. And and then he might wonder, why wasn't I even invited in the first place? You don't want to open up more cans of orange. She probably just figured, I'll just go here. I had my little birthday part with him. Right. I'll just, I'll just leave. Right, yeah. I, I agree with the Sam argument, but I really don't agree with her being like, we can't be friends right now in our lives. You have to only be my director. I think there's ways to find a balance um, between the two. You know, other people have had to do it. He, they did it before. You know, he was the compo- he's always been the composer on the show, and yet, right. th- yet they can still have this personal and professional relationship. And now it is, it's going to be... Um, a little bit more difficult, but I still think there's a balance that can can be found. Derek and Karen have it, sort of. Ish. <laughs> Maybe. Sort of. Maybe we'll get to that. <laughs> they did. Yeah. They did have it. Um, you know, so I just think it's it's kind of a cop out to um, really working on that friendship that they have. Um, because it's easier to just go full on, like, let's not be friends then, rather than trying to make it work. I think most people, though, yeah. they would say that they're not friends with their boss. I mean, I always got along with them, but right. 
I don't usually. I mean, some people, not that I can say that I didn't, but like you don't usually go out and like grab a beer with your boss. I mean, it's typically there's that line because at the end of the day, they're the one that pays your bills. They're the one telling you right what to do. Right. It's kind of a weird. You know, it's a weird dynamic. You leave that in the office, right. and exactly. And I, you know, there. I think that's a that was the, the next point I was going to bring up was you know inviting the boss to the party. They're they're in tech, which means they're going through you know the lighting cues and all of that stuff. Marissa, you're nodding your head. I can see you. It's, uh, it's yeah. intense. It's crazy. tech is exhausting. It's okay. intense. It's incredibly long hours. It's frustrating. Very emotional. Yes. Every, everyone's stressed. To yes. broke up Dev and Karen. Well, among other things. <laughs> right, but and it—I mean—it's just—it's so difficult. That that point where you are just before mounting a show is incredibly difficult, and so so tensions—they—they they, you know—they didn't really show this, but they did keep talking about that tech was happening. So tensions are incredibly high, and she said, "I just want to go out and get drunk. I just want to go, you know, be myself and not deal with this, this kind of stuff." And to have the boss show up the next day he could be going look all of you people are dragging and I know why because I was partying with you and I was judging you all night and it changes the dynamic of the party to have your boss who you're dealing with all this intensity with right there I think that's a really important she couldn't get it on with uh, what was his name JFK yes (laughs) (laughs) well let's say Derek was still the director do you guys think that Ivy still would have been like no we can't have you know we can't have this relationship outside of you being my director with Tom uh, or with let's Derek say Ivy let's say Derek was still the director right. of Bombshell right would Ivy still be the same way I'd I mean, we've seen it before. No. Like, they well, cross personal lines and right. also work together. Right. Yeah. But that wasn't... <laughs> they were... I mean, they were close, but they weren't intimate. You know, her and Tom are intimate in terms of friendships yeah. and knowing each other that way. Um, obviously, they're not each other's types. But with Derek, there was a bigger complication with that. And kind of part of the reason she even got hired was... She Nepotism. was friendly with the director. Friendly. Mm-hmm. But not friends. <laughs> There's a difference. Well, and speaking of Derek, his last scene with her in the in this episode mm-hmm. was showing up with a card for Ivy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kendra, do you have something to say about that? <laughs> the card with the key to the fantasy suite. Well, I've never heard of this <laughs> fantasy suite. <laughs> It's bachelor bachelor (laughs) jargon, yeah. But it's unfortunate because I... It's almost rebound for him because he can't have Karen. Yeah. We're kind of fast forwarding. I yeah. It's always been a rebound for him, though. Yeah, but it's sad. I hope she says no. She seems a little bit wiser. I was nervous at the end of the episode that that was going to yeah. lead to um, there's a song about it called Birthday Shh that I um, <laughs> that's the radio version another reference yeah. okay but, but okay but even if she does I think Ivy knows what she's doing like she's like if she does choose to do it it's just for kicks Mm-hmm. And stuff. She'll picture JFK. <laughs> I don't yeah. think she's going to expect a relationship out of it. There'll be some more lacy underwear on the floor next yeah. week. Oh, there could be. There could be. <laughs> Let's oh. hope it's for Julia. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just no slippery couches. That's all I'm going to say about that. Oh my gosh. Slippery couch. Um, I think we should talk a little bit about our iTunes people. Shall we? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we are very happy for all of you who to have all of you who are downloading us on iTunes. We really appreciate it. I've got a couple of comments that I pulled off of iTunes that I wanted to mention. Um, One was 
Endive or Endive 3, depends on if you're pronouncing it French or not, um, talked about how, I'm going to say she, um, does, she says, I don't understand why I need Derek and Karen to be together. I'm just so obsessed with them. They have such scintillating chemistry, and I'm just obsessed. And she also gives us a shout-out. So I think it's funny that, yes. you know, that we all have our things. And truly, how they're portrayed within the show definitely colors what, you know, what we think about those things. Um, I also wanted to talk to or mention Barry Wallace, who gave us five stars. Thank you very much. And said um, he was really glad that we're honest about the frustrations that we have in our show and uh, he actually made several points one of them pulling the implausible card that we have coined (laughs) with this podcast so we really appreciate those comments please keep them coming we appreciate it when you can rate and comment um, on iTunes especially but also on YouTube were there any other comments that anybody wanted to mention I see you've got some in front of you there oh there's just more team Derek here Anna Carreno says that she's also team Derek all the way so she's with and three uh-huh. on <laughs> on choosing teams. Yeah, because we had so many Jimmy people last week. They're probably surprised. We like, wait a minute. We did, but now we don't anymore. And in fact, one of them is kind of calling me out, saying, "Tim, Jimmy, are you Team Jimmy? Are you joking?" And that was totally me who was talking about Team Jimmy. Last <laughs> <week>. so, <laughs> have no fear, uh, Maga and Cena. I am actually probably going to switch teams again. <laughs> that was my alias. I posted that comment. <laughs> <laughs> You're planting them. Okay. I believe it. Gotcha. So anyway, thank you for making comments on iTunes. We really appreciate it. Okay. Let's talk about the semi-love triangle of Karen, Jimmy, and Derek. Hmm. All right. It's getting interesting. Um, we started off with Karen and Jimmy making out in the closet. There were more clothes on the floor, but this time it at least was a wardrobe. Yeah. yeah. They were doing a lot of making out. Yeah, they were. Um, and he wants their relationship to remain secret. Thoughts, people? Marissa, I would like to hear what you have to say about this. I don't like Jimmy. (laughs) Not good for Karen. Not team Jimmy. Not good for anybody. No. No. Um, Because? Because of the drugs? Because of the past? Uh, Jimmy... He he's a very whiny boy, and every <laughs> seriously everything that goes wrong in his life, he immediately like regresses back to a childlike state, which just shows his naivety <laughs> and his novice status in the theater in Broadway. And Karen uh, agreed; she she's kind of getting there, but she has more experience, and he's just a whiny boy. <laughs> <laughs> period. Period. I agree. He's very childish. At first, I was thinking it was because of the drugs that he was right. um, trying not to go public with the relationship mm-hmm. just to protect her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it totally made sense at the end when it was revealed that it's because of Derek and his warning, or at least he says it's because of that, that he's um, not being out about them. Mm-hmm. Is that just to avoid headache, head, headache from Derek? What do we think? Well, especially he just took $8,000 from right. him. Right. No, and exactly. that's the reason he's starting to pay him back, too, so quickly, <laughs> I believe. Right, but there's no question that that's an element to it, I'm yeah. certain. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a lot of money to be right. you know, beholden to someone, too, who is your, also your boss, who's trying to kind of be your friend. But th- that's, there, there are a lot of, a lot of um, you know... Of- Layers, thank you. Layers of of challenge within that relationship. Well, and you have Derek, too. If he, you don't want to piss him off either because he's a big reason why they're getting anything right now. Yes. 
So not that he cared before, but <laughs> he, he gets those little tantrums. But he, it's almost like I don't know. It's like a dog chasing a car. Like if he gets too close, like he doesn't know what to do, and he backs off. But he's like all bark and you know very little bite at this moment. Jimmy has superiority issues, I think. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Kendra, would you, you like to like comment Jimmy. on that? I don't. I really don't. <laughs> um, yeah, Jimmy's all over the place. I mean, I think everything is a threat to him right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's pro- he he's also like we said, I think last week, protecting everyone from the drug dealer guy, right? And so, the past that he has, yeah, with re- that regard. Yeah. So anything he does, well, I mean, fast forward to the end of the show, I guess he doesn't care that much. But yeah. at that time, um, it seemed like. He, Everything was a worry for him. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Derek was the hu- was number one, I think, right. with the threat and everything. Right. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I'm not so into Jimmy either. And, a quite, and I think one of the reasons Karen's putting up with at first, and she kind of even says it earlier when when her roommate is asking her, you know, why are you doing the whole secret thing? Like, yeah. you know, I was in a relationship for three years. And I also think she finds it somewhat exciting. Here's this guy. You don't know what he's going to do next, except probably wine. But, and then there, you know, she gets a little text like, I want to see you in the closet. And it's like, ooh. Right. Because you know, I don't think Dev was that kind of a guy. Yeah. No, he, true. He was a little bit more predictable. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. But so I think she's enjoying this slightly bad Clandestine. Boy. Right. Even though I, Derek's more of a bad boy. But, you know, that, that you know. Yeah. But, but then why was she so easy to sway? With, within question. this relationship? Yeah, do you mean in thinking? Oh, well, you know, when it's planted in her head, well, why is he keeping you a secret? Right. And she all of a sudden, didn't want to meet in the closet. And, right. You know, what? Why did she flip flop? So? Well, because I think no matter what, you you get tired of it. I mean, that you can't sustain a relationship like that. It's exciting at first. I mean, we only saw them in the closet, you know, so to speak, in the closet <laughs> no. twice. In wardrobe. In wardrobe. <laughs> there we go. In wardrobe twice. <laughs> <laughs> in wardrobe, out of wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, we saw them, and they're only it. making out two times. But who knows how many times there are that we're not seeing? Because they're going to rehearsal every single day, and yeah. it does get tiring if, if every single text you're like, just meet me in the closet, and that's all you're doing is making out in this <laughs> wardrobe closet. It's it's, it's very, like, high school. Yeah. You would right. do that when you're in high school. Behind the bleachers right. or, you mm-hmm. know, sneak in the car or something like that. Well, and, you know, again, as one of our iTunes listeners mentioned, uh, I think two weeks ago, they are very young. They're barely out of high school at this point. Mm. Maybe a little more than barely. But, you know, they still have they still have a lot of those elements coming in. And when you're in, you know, when you're when you're acting, when you're in a Broadway company or any theater company, Marissa, you can speak to this, I'm sure. Um, you know, there's a there's a lot of that. It's it's a community as well. So the way you have a community in in high school, the way you have a community in college, the way you have a community in you know in your workplace is similar to how it is in the theater. But the theater is so much more um, intensified because you're spending incredibly long hours together. You are. We talked about the season one. You know, you're you're dealing with your feelings and your emotions. You're being vulnerable by just performing. So there's all of that other um, stuff going on that 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 makes you bond closer to the people that you're working with than you would in a, can you hand me the report for Tuesday kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And you're playing a character, especially for them. That's why you see a lot of. 
even celebrities get married because yes. they're in this story together and they're supposed to be a couple and right. they're in love and in this particular story they end up together so every day they're doing this big love story where they end up together and it's yeah. hard not to get your mind out of that exactly and even right. in small community especially like theirs yes. usually the cast members always find out anyways mm-hmm. so and at least there's a couple of hookups yeah, yeah. So if they don't I mean, know now, they're going to eventually find out, like, on their own. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, I mean, this is another show, inkling. but look at Corey Monteith and Leah Michelle. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. They were doing that on set forever. And it was yeah. only, and then, it, you know, obviously... It, in wardrobe? Real life now. <laughs> yes. In and Sometimes out of the wardrobe. In wardrobe. <laughs> and, and out of wardrobe. Kind of draw parallels to this. So, um, <laughs> right. So then Karen gets around to the conversation with Derek. Derek shows up drunk. And says, I care about you. Well, that was so good. I mean, disgust, ladies. I can hear the. Oh, my God. (laughs) It was excruciating. This is when I officially, at least for this week, switched teams. Yep. (laughs) Uh huh. (laughs) Team Derek. Yeah, we have to applaud Jack Davenport because that was a very raw, real moment. I mean, I could see that happening, and especially, you know, from even Karen was just like, Oh. <laughs> well, and it's such a twist yeah. for him. He's usually the one breaking the heart. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I did, too. I, th- I mean, for that reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I liked it because it showed Derek being a man. Yeah. And whereas <laughs> opposed to Jimmy hiding it. Jimmy's a whiny boy. It, yeah. But Derek came from, like, a serious raw moment. Yeah. What mm-hmm. does Karen's dad say? A man comes up and says something and a little boy runs out the window? Or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Derek, Derek was a man today. He yeah, wasn't Derek. when he told Jimmy to, you know, leave him, you know, leave her alone, but at least, it's, at least he ended up saying something. Yeah. And, and just, you know, thinking about how Jimmy would have reacted in that situation, he would have, you know, pouted, thrown a fit and be like, whatever then. And I could just picture him <laughs> crossing his arms like this. With his nostrils flaring, and then mm-hmm. like him, walk, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go play out. the piano by myself. Yeah, whereas you know, Derek was like, "Well, all right then, we're cool." And then he just like, even though we're not, yeah, yeah, even, even though, though we're not, and we're gonna talk about how we're not a little bit later <laughs> when we're all in rehearsal and you can't do anything right. Aww. <laughs> it was kind of a blah scene, though. I, just watching it, I, I could see where he was frustrated, and then on top of it, just like and. <sighs> This jerks with my girl. Mm-hmm. And they suck in this scene. Okay, wait, but when Derek was telling Karen, I wanted something from Karen so bad where she doesn't maybe doesn't know how to answer and you could just see like a tinge of her feelings in return for Derek, but there was nothing like that. She, in the scene between just Derek and yes, Karen. Just you mean. Derek and Karen, but okay. there was there was nothing. No barely anything of reciprocation and she was just so focused on the fact that she was seeing someone. But I think Jimmy. most of us would be that way if some really nice guy or whatever comes up to you and says, you know, hey, I want to go out with you. Right, but it's Derek. <laughs> I think you'd still be hesitant if you're wrapped up in, even though he's a douchebag. Can I say that on here? No. Sorry. Um, no, you can't. Sorry. I, I mean, I get, I, get the, I get the hesitation, and that's what I wanted, but it was almost like she didn't even think about it or, like, consider it. It was just like, I'm sorry, I'm dating Jim. It was sort of automatic. Yeah, it was just automatic. There was no no Thinking struggle. About it, yeah. She's yeah. got too much on her mind with him right now. Not that I'm saying she should, because she shouldn't, but when you're wrapped up in a guy that you really like, you don't see what else is around you. 
It's so true. You really yeah, don't. That's a very God, good point. it's so true. Tunnel vision. No. I don't think she ever was into him. Even into when, Derek. Yeah, even in the beginning. No, I think she toyed with it a little bit because when they first had their little rendezvous, she thought it was Derek calling up and she was going to invite him into his, yes, her apartment was. for with a drink. That, as we and also recall, was because she was vulnerable and rebounding and just wanted attention. But it, it or, was or, still, I mean, that was my analysis. She's Sorry. still <laughs> thinking about it. I mean, that was it was still entered her mind at that moment, and then it happened to be Jimmy, which sucked. But and do you remember <laughs> the conversation that Karen had with her her roommate Anna, where I forget if it was like he called or something, and Anna was like, "Oh." why do you care and it was it was Derek she's like why are you caring and then Karen was like I don't know maybe mm-hmm. do you remember that it yes. was like one of the yeah. first couple episodes I think of the season mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a consideration. Well, you know, I mean, he's he's a guy who's very powerful. He's charismatic. Whether or not she he appeals to her is, you know, the other element of the story that we don't know yet, but a lot of those things are very appealing, especially to a young ingenue. And if you'll remember, Richard from the New York Times was trying to make that happen, too. Yes. Wouldn't that be a great news story? Oh, my gosh, yeah. But even if she did say... Slimy newspaper guy. (laughs) If she did say, yeah, you know, maybe it bothered her, a lot of times people like that attention or like someone liking them, and when they stop, you're kind of like, oh, wait, but... Hang on a minute. That was kind of fun. Yeah, even if it's unrequited, so... Right. I think it would be, a, although it would be a good news story, I'm actually glad that Derek didn't tell Richard off, but that he said it wasn't true because even though it's a good news story, it's it doesn't make them famous. It makes them slightly infamous. They're, they're famous, you know, that yeah. show then would be famous for the wrong reason. Right. Except yeah. for the show. So I think that's a really good idea to not play that up right well, now. Well, and it's a bit of a noble move on his part to, even though he would love for that to happen and he wouldn't care about the New York Times writing about it, he he cares about her. Mm-hmm. So even, even though that's his come from, he still said, no, that's not how it is and that's not, mm-hmm. you know, end of story. So it was kind of a noble thing for him to say. Right. I Did anybody else somewhat like, again, I'm very Team Derek, I liked when Karen told off both of them at the same time, though. It's kind of what people mm. have been saying, that she needs some alone time. And right. Jimmy's like, you know, let's go out and get some space. And at that exact moment, she's like, no, I'm not going anywhere with you either. You know, you're just as bad as him. And I, even though he's not, but I like that they yeah. both got pushed aside at that exact moment. She right. needs to clear her head. In I wish they would have kept it that way. Yeah, right. That's what I was right. about to say. Because yeah. she di- it didn't stay for too long. <laughs> right. And so now the 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 added bonus is she finds the drugs in or I mean the mysterious powder in <sighs> Jimmy's coat and then puts it back. Well, what? What are you supposed to <laughs> I mean, I guess in the middle of the street, I don't know if you're supposed to be like, "Hey, no, but honey, what right. is this? She's supposed to drop his hand in rage and say, "What is this? It better well, be sugar." Like, <laughs> I, I, I think got it. It seemed out of character. <laughs> it better be sugar. <laughs> you know what I mean. It, it seemed out of character for Karen because she's always what? so microscopic in her critiques. Right. I, I was just going to say, I was thinking that um, she would, you know, wait to see. Like, maybe she'll pretend she doesn't know for now and then kind of ask him 
a question okay. about that if he's ever done it. So or it's he sort of it. a shattering of and her, the perfect image of the guy she's dating at the moment. Right, but then I, I feel like she's going to bring it up later in the night and see if he's honorable enough to tell the truth and admit to it, or oh, if he's going to lie. Because he lied already. Right. Well, and she's seen him on drugs before. Remember the whole ecstasy? The ecstasy. Yes. That was their first kiss. kiss. How right. romantic. It was so romantic. Oh, it was so I love drug kisses. <laughs> They're so genuine. Um, <laughs> drug, drug kisses. kisses. That's a oh. hashtag. <laughs> you coined that one. <laughs> All right, drug kisses. <laughs> writing it down. She's writing it down. <laughs> um, let's move on to Scott and Julia with a little bit of Kyle in there. Uh, so, um. you know, she's she's obviously <laughs> off of his of bad girl list. He's he's taken her off of the um, mm. I'm not speaking to you and I'm mad at you list anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because he wants to hire her to be the dramaturg for the show. Kendra, yeah. you look like Can you are just bursting I, to say something. No, I just I had a revelation too this time. <laughs> this Do episode. tell. I'm kind of slowly warming up to the idea of Julia and Scott. Whatever. Anyways, uh, <laughs> well, you know, Julia's you know, Frank's off doing keg stands with Leo at college, so <laughs> I, she's ridiculous. okay to do what she wants. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see it more this time. The potential. I don't well, see it. I think it was actually in this storyline that I had my revelation that I would like to share now. And that <laughs> is, you know, the show Smash was, even though it wasn't promoted by the creators as this, people, the audience and reviewers all said it's glee for an older crowd. It's um, or glee for adults, actually, is how they said it. And um, and more dramatic. Right. So that was that was the comparison everyone was making. And I feel like in this episode, this show is a drama with music added in. Because it was, it, I think, and, and that's why we've been so disappointed by the music mm-hmm. for so long. Is because we keep expecting it to be like Glee and have, you know, several production numbers in every single episode. And they, for whatever reason, they haven't been able to get that, get that done. But when I start to look at the show as more of a drama, as more of a, you know, light drama, but um, about relationships, about people, about situations, and, oh, there's music thrown in. It's not as big of a disappointment. Mm -hmm. I mean, that might be a bit of a harsh thing to say, but but if my expectations are adjusted a little bit, it makes the show more appealing to me. Mm -hmm. And then the music is kind of an added bonus, a little bit of a surprise, um, an element that we don't get in a lot of other shows. Right. Do you guys have any any thoughts about that? I mean, I definitely think it's transformed into that. I think it started off, as you said, um, you know, well, some people thought with the intention of being the adult glee, right. which is which the in which the music is maybe as impo- yes. important and as big of a driving force yes. for the story as just the regular, you know, drama where people are talking to each other now. And that's what it was. But now it's become a, dr- a drama show. Mm-hmm. With a little bit of, you know, sprinkles of music here and there. Mm-hmm. And I think we were in with going through withdrawals for a bit there. And that's why we're like, where's the music? Where's the music? Well, and also, if you remember the pilot, it, it had very much a musical um, vibe to it. Mm-hmm. With, you know, the songs intersecting and that, you know, the big number. Big production. Uh, is, was it Let Me Be Your Star? 
that the, that the two of them ended up doing as a duet in the end and walking through and right. it had it had a, a completely different feel in the pilot and um and and it's in a different place now and maybe I don't know if it's so much that the show's getting better or that my um like I said my perspective is a little bit different but I appreciated it a little bit differently in this episode than right. others and it was the Scott and Julia story where I really started to get it because you know we had so many criticisms of how problems would come up and be resolved so quickly with Julia in especially later in season one um and and this seems more like a real story and a real relationship to me yeah I mean uh, their relationship what I, I I appreciate about them is they have such a rich history with each other yes all these little stories keep surfacing <laughs> of you know when it, when they were back in school yes. and they used to sit like that and work till the week you know till late night and all that um, it's it just it, it helps tell the story of how deeply connected they once were and here they are again mm-hmm um, so it's kind of full circle for Julia, who's, you know, been through a lot lately with her, you know, failed marriage and all that stuff. And now she's getting like a blast from the past and it's kind of refreshing with this guy. Well, I know we talked about, too, how much we like Deborah Messing. And I thought this episode, yeah. too, brought that cutesy Deborah Messing that we all kind of like, especially yes. the one part where, um, where Kyle asked, you know, like, did you guys date? And Julia goes, it wasn't like that. While Scott goes, we couldn't. And she goes, you know, right? Like, what, what do you mean we couldn't, you know? And he's, she goes, do you like me? And he goes, I, I made it. She goes, I never, you yeah. know, knew. And he goes, that was on purpose. And she goes, oh, really? Yeah. Right. It was just, it was very charming. Cute, very mm-hmm. charming, exactly. And it wasn't over the top either. It wasn't like, you yeah. liked me. But she seems to have a confidence, confidence with him mm-hmm. um, that she didn't have with. God, what was that guy's name? Frank? Frank. Michael? Michael. Michael. Oh. Yeah, because this is like the new guy or whatever, right? Oh, the two. With, with Michael, mm-hmm. she was always like, <laughs> it was never a confident connection. It was more like, well, obviously she couldn't be confident with it because it was a <laughs> right. secret, whatever. Right. But but I, I like the side of Julia where she's kind of owning, you know, flirting with him and, and toying with the possibility of a relationship with him. And I think that might be part of the reason why it it was more appealing to you, Kendra, Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, this is a relationship that's on the up and up. She doesn't have to go around hiding it and and being, you know, weird about it. We don't have a lot of the the difficulty that we had with her husband. And um, and so, you know, it's it's just a more pleasant couple to be around mm-hmm. than the other couplings that she's had in the show. Yeah, it seems to, it's becoming more real, I think, in, in their interaction, and, and to know that he has that kind of familiarity with her. Right, and, and you know... He, he's known her as long as, if not maybe longer than her ex-husband. Right. Ex-husband. Probably longer. Yeah. I mean, there may have been, the, if you, it depends on if you count the break in the middle, and Jesse yeah. L. Martin's just charming. Yeah. You know, he's he's just a charming, well, I, charming I never guy. had anything against him. No, no. <laughs> I never said you did. Clear. I never said you did. Okay. Watch out, Julia. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no, yeah. I, just, I, I agree. And I think also, out of the three of them, I think it's easier in a relationship if you have somebody, some, especially in a job mm. like hers, to have somebody who understands what she's going through. Frank wasn't in that business. Right. Although Michael was, it was an actor, and I think right, she was more swayed element. by his mm-hmm. singing and 
because mm-hmm. she always seemed to cave whenever he sang. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. and Scott doesn't sing. That happens, though. So that helps. And Tom's not that available as available anymore mm-hmm. as he was. Right. So. I like it. Um, this relationship because it's just a nice, um, calm relationship that we can watch. Whereas we see all the other relationships that are, are going in and out. So it's just that one. Relationship to keep everything balanced, I guess. Right. But you know that's going to get boring in two episodes. Yeah. We're going to need some conflict in order to continue watching. Because <laughs> we're going to like it nice and sweet for only about two more episodes. And then, bam, we're going to need some excitement. Again. I'll just keep my fingers crossed for any I'll make a How I Met Your Mother reference for them to be kind of the Lily and Marshall. Where they're all, oh, goodness. Although they, season two, they had problems. But I overall, they're a couple that have been cute for many seasons and you don't get tired of it. Uh, if you watch sitcom. that show, yeah. <laughs> sitcom, yeah. sitcom, sitcom. Shout out Jason Siegel, I guess. That's the one thing I'm gonna, just going to say, is sitcom. And Hannigan. Yeah, exactly. Um, She's awesome. So right. within that storyline, we also had Kyle, and I want to talk about the, you know, that they make changes to the story between the three of them, uh, and that the the bottom line of it is they're reducing Karen's part and giving of some of the songs to Anna. Thoughts, ladies? That's ridiculous. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I like, I thought it, I mean, it was a little bit of a bad move on Derek's part, but I thought it was kind of funny where he was just like, I don't care what they think. We're just going to do what you think is better. I, if the diva was somebody other than Anna, I'd be like, okay, but she's just not a good diva. So, oh, yeah, I yeah, guess yeah. this is Derek's way of doing his pouting yeah. after he was heartbroken by Karen. Oh, what by going along with whatever anybody wants? Do you mean or no? But like, oh, oh, taking songs away from yeah, Karen. taking Got songs it. away from Karen because <laughs> he would have thought that like, really a day ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I just think that's a bad move. But you know, it's bravo, Kyle. For standing up for himself, for because he was going on and on and on and on about how we need to talk to Jimmy. Jimmy needs to put some input on this. No, you're the guy who's writing the book. You need to make the decisions about that. Jimmy writes the songs. He gets to be the actor. Stand up, make a point, Girl. show some show some courage and some strength in your storytelling. Yeah. No, really Hallelujah. <laughs> I don't really see Karen as a diva either, though. Karen, no. No, right. I they know. both have great voices, but um, and we know that Anna's not really a diva, but I don't see Karen as being a diva either. No, mm. I agree with you on that. Me well, and to just to kind of go along with that, let, I, let's talk about the music now because I, I really want to talk about the song um, original. Um, all right, first of all, I would just let's see what did I say? I cannot read that word. Why is it I can never read my own notes? Um, <laughs> I th- I, oh, it was a fun tune. That's it. Fun. That's what that says. I thought it was a really fun <laughs> tune, very poppy. I think I've already established to the world that I love pop music, and um, and I thought it was an interesting commentary. The you know some of the lyrics. She will remain as somebody original. She wants to be original. She will be something remarkable. So um, you know, I thought it was a fun production number. However, I have a criticism, but I want you guys to d- give me your your kind of overall thoughts on the song first of all. I just wanted to shout out to somebody who tweeted me. This was actually before I watched the episode because I had I was out Saturday night, but they tweeted whatever. <laughs> um, thank you, Hulu. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
I watched it yesterday, so there. Yeah, that's I was out on Saturday as well. I'm just making fun. Majed, I'm not saying know if I'm pronouncing that, but um, she they put can't wait to hear your thoughts on Karen, Jimmy. And Derek, original was cute as well. Taylor Swift meets Hannah Montana. And That's I, Majid. That's a, he's one Majid, of our he's me. one of our longtime friends. Um, and he likes kale. I just want to say <laughs> kale chips. Some but people know about that. I <laughs> definitely agreed that it was very Taylor Swift. I kept thinking that it sounded a lot like her new single Twenty Two, and I mm-hmm. was kind of picturing that with the Carly Rae Jepsen like running, and then they had the kind of dorky girl with glasses with like. Right, and it was totally "You Belong with Me," Taylor Swift, and now I've mentioned too many Taylor Swift songs. So. Right, we <laughs> know so about Taylor. Now we're yeah. a big Taylor Swift <laughs> fan. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, off here, I'll tell you guys my funny Taylor Swift story. I met her um, last year. Oh. No. You're gonna tell us? I will. I'll tell you off air because it's not as interesting enough to oh, share on the podcast. But, um, but okay. she's a very sweet girl. We had a great time. She stalked me in a store, actually. Oh <laughs> <Nice>. no! <laughs> no, it's not how it happened. Okay, here's. Do you want to? Do you want to give your feedback on the song? Oh, I. Um, I thought the choreography was really cute with the transformation from really nerdy girls to yes. hipster girls to like diva, yes. sexy ladies. One of them looks like Nicki Minaj. Yes. Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Marissa. Um, yeah, I like the choreography. I like the dancing. I, um, the, the lyrics were good, but overall, I wasn't too, too impressed. Okay, here's my criticism of the song. And John, I know, would agree with me on this. <laughs> so I'm just going to speak for him right now. <laughs> I don't get what the point of view of the song. And, and I think this is one of those situations that's sort of like the overall um, tone problems that they have with the show. Why would you write a song and have your star sing it about someone else? Not someone you have a romantic relationship with, not someone you're you're connected with in any way, but about the, the concept of another person. I mean, because effectively she's singing about Lady Gaga, right? And, you know, making a transformation and, cho- and choosing to be, because they mentioned Gaga, um, you know, that she wants to be original. She wants to stand out. and she, she transformed herself. I didn't get the point of, I mean, I got it. I understood it. I just didn't know why they would choose to write a song that has nothing to do with your main characters. Or does it? Is she kind of transferring how she feels about herself? Then she should be talking about herself. She shouldn't be talking because that's it's just uh, and I now now I can't wait to talk to John about it and because I'm not getting any support on this right here. But no, I'm sticking I'm, to this this point of view. But it's not direction. about her. She the entire song was talking about some, the only part about Karen. We don't know what her character. I don't know what her character name is in Hit List. But the only part part where she connected it to herself was in her dialogue in the beginning of the song to Jimmy, um, Amanda. Sorry. Oh, okay. Jesse. Um, Jesse and Amanda. That's right. Thank you. You know, she turns to him and says, "But, but I like what she's done because she wants to be original." And then from that point on, it was about somebody else. But in a way. She she likes it because she wants to be that way. But I she think. but it never connected back in the song. It was but, always about her, about her, about her instead of about her and I like that about her, about her and I want that in me. That it's I, I think it's um I I, I I guess I'm not really being um entirely clear on my point, but but I just think it's uh it, it's a flaw in the storytelling of the song because you're not connecting it back to your main character and why would you do that? Then you make then you pull a song 
out that has nothing to do with the show. I think that maybe on purpose in showing how green the songwriters are again, like the what Kyle and Jimmy are in creating this this play. Right now, I I yeah. might have been completely off, but I I thought they were singing about. Anna's character. That's what I thought too, because you saw her on the screen behind them briefly, and then I think she was just re- referencing mostly her, but then saying, "Well, she's not the only one, you know. Lady Gaga has done that, and and all the other artists." I think right. that was. The but then Anna wasn't in the number. No, but I think if they're trying to make her character bigger, it's the fact that Karen's even singing about her. Hopefully, that brings it around. And, and although they hadn't made the complete story about Anna's character yet. They did mention that it was something that they wanted to incorporate. So they thought right. maybe, well, let's give Karen a song about Anna so that we make her character seem bigger because the main star is singing about right. her. Right. And then what you're going to end up having is an audience that is um, bisected as we are on this show, with who they're interested in watching and and what's the point of the show. Mm. Well, the song didn't really... The show hit list, I mean. The song was fun. It didn't match any hit list songs. I didn't feel like it was poppy. It was... It. I don't feel like it was that dark feel right. that Jimmy was originally going for, and then all of a sudden Karen's just like, hey, guys, let's, you know, and it's this big kind of cheerleader yeah. song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, you know, I just, <laughs> and I want to reiterate that I liked the song. I thought it was fun, but I don't necessarily, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I don't I necessarily it, think it fits with the show, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's taking a right turn with your story, and that's just bad news for the overall story. Marissa, do you have any, any input on that? The, no, I agree. Um listening to you I don't agree with the point of view yeah no. okay I just yeah I just I thought it was weird why are you going to write a song about somebody else that doesn't connect back to your mm-hmm. main character that's my that's my big criticism about that okay next we had Liza Liza Minnelli doing a uh, cameo song Love Letter from the Times thoughts I liked it. I was very, although it was, not campy is the right word, but it was very Liza. nostalgic Yeah, of, of Liza and an older movie where they do sit around the piano and they sing, mm-hmm. and it was cute, and it was, I, I liked it, and I liked having, I like when Tom sings. Yes, that I do too. That makes me excited, and I like when they have a guest who has some sort of a presence with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I thought it was uh, was cool about having Liza on on the show um, as a surprise and her performing. It, it's so interesting to me to see um, a star that Ivy's not trying to compete with. Oh. You know, like, in, instead of competing with uh, with Liza as she does with Karen and, and everybody else, yes. really, um, she's really in awe of Liza and her performance and the fact that this, this icon is singing to her mm-hmm. with her BFF, mm-hmm. uh, now director or whatever, um, for her birthday. And um, I thought it was really cute when Tom said at near the end, he, he's saying, you're older, Ivy, and I'm wiser. And Ivy, look, I brought you Liza. <laughs> like, he was totally, like, gloating that he was able to pull the strings to make this dream of Ivy's happen. Yes. So that was cute. I, you know, I also thought that it was, you know, it was a pretty ballad. It was kind of in Liza's wheelhouse, mm. to use another term, um, that, you know, very suited for her, sweet and sentimental. And I, I, I loved the I loved the intention behind the lyrics on this one. A full page ad that's full of quotes about your face, your style, those notes 
um, and about the girl who's my best friend. I just thought it was a really lovely, sweet little song. I liked it. I thought it was very sincere, and especially for Eliza, who's such a well-known name. Yes. Especially in Broadway. Um, it was a very humbling song for Eliza's character, so which just made it all the more real and sincere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you could see that happening if you know if it was on Broadway. You know, a Broadway show was going right. that way. You could see her probably going in and singing something for a big enough favor. Right. Yeah, that, I think it was cute, and and it did show kind of what kind of pull Tom has, I guess, in the industry. Right. I, that's what I was going to say. Like, how big yeah. do you have to be <laughs> to be able to right. just call Liza and go, "Hey, I'd like you to show up at a bar and sing an original exactly. song for yeah. one of my friends." Maybe yeah. Derek should have done that to win over Karen. Maybe so. Maybe Derek doesn't have that pull. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure he does. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's got all kinds of pull. <laughs> Maybe he has a history with Liza. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, goodness gracious. Was, was history made at night? <laughs> slippery couch. In the past. <laughs> On a slippery couch. You oh, never know. Um, okay, our last song was Bittersweet Symphony, which we opened our our um, podcast with by the Verve sung mostly by Megan Hilty yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it was pretty it was a good montage song I like the tune it was in the background of Mm -hmm. a I liked it it really wrapped up all their relationships because they're all pretty bittersweet right now Mm. good observation any other thoughts on that (laughs) song except for Karen's which is just bitter <laughs> she has drugs in her. But she has sugar in her pocket, so I guess in it's her man. Sweet. She does, or sweet and low. We never know. <laughs> Why it do could you put be, it in a baggie? It could, you never know what she it could have be. Questions. That, Karen I think always has questions. She will have questions. Yeah, yeah. she'll have it next well, week. Yeah, that they're not going to just. I I would hope they would not just let that lie. I don't think they will. Well, let's let's move into predictions because we're we're running what? low on time. So let's move into our predictions and and now. Let's talk about drug kisses. Well, it's funny. Um, (laughs) I actually said last week that I thought that she might find it in his jacket, but I think it'll still end up causing problems for her. I'm still waiting for the fact where he's going to get caught and that's going to cause some legal problems or that drug guy is going to show up. And I'm really interested to see what Karen and Jimmy think when they don't have as many numbers. (laughs) how that works and I I have a prediction that I don't like Mm -hmm. but I think how they left it at the end I think I think Ivy and Derek may have a little rendezvous Mm -hmm. for her birthday for goodness sake I think so Mm -hmm. I but I hope not (laughs) yeah that's um, <laughs> yeah. 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 How about we talk about Sam? I, I want to know what's going to happen with Sam. With Sam and Tom? Do you think he'll forgive just, Or just Sam, Sam in, in general. general? He's kind of, I, I guess, all of the peripheral characters. Like, what's what's going to happen with them? It's just, it's quiet for Sam now. He's kind of the support. Right. And he, he kind of, he, I thought he came back, you know, for a reason. Right. And, um,. I don't. I don't even think Tom's really thinking about him right now. It's no, it doesn't seem like he is at all. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I just. Yeah. I'm just curious. Maybe um, Leslie can let us know. Yes. <laughs> Why don't you direct message him and ask him? <laughs> okay. Because he follows no. you on Twitter. I know he does. <laughs> oh wait, he follows me too. Okay. Um. Uh. But just before we go any further into predictions, I do know that next week's episode, an onstage mishap forces Ivy to make a choice, 
does that change or inform anyone's predictions for next week? Do you have one, Sarah? That has. I have, have no do idea that. where that's going, but okay. <laughs> um, I was just fantasizing about Derek <laughs> getting some balls <laughs> and making a move on Karen. Well, or here we I go. Uh, Karen becomes suspicious of Derek's motives towards her. These are oh. spoilers that I, that are readily available out. Okay, and so the, prediction is that's New York Times guy, or was it the LA yeah. Times? New York Times. Yeah, his suggestion that was made to Derek might be suggested to. to oh, so you think Richard might write a story that that makes Karen wonder yeah. about what? Right, wonder sense. about why Derek said he cared uh, about her. Ew, Especially if he has a little fun with Ivy. She's, he's, she's <gasps> really going to uh, not help his case. No. no. Marissa? Like two for two. Um, well, I'm going to get off of the Ivy topic, but I, th- <laughs> I think uh, Julia now being the dramaturg, I think she's might going to change things up a bit in that play and it's going to make Jimmy complain even more. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get more more whining from Jimmy. I love how much Marissa hates Jimmy. (laughs) It's hilarious. (laughs) I I, I don't have any good predictions. I I did too much thinking on the actual episode, so I'm just going to let it go with what this was. Um, I love you, Tom. (laughs) Ladies, let's talk about where we can find you. Sarah. You can find me online on Twitter at Sarah with an H Mendoza. I'm on <laughs> this I'm is Kendra. At, on Twitter at Kendra Cabasel. And you can find me, Kristen Carroll, 13, on Twitter as well. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tamara Berg. Also, my website is TamaraCentral.com. I'm on Home and Family on Monday doing a little construction work. Oh, Marissa, yeah. where are we going to find you? I'm on Twitter at Serafini TV. Thank you for joining us, especially um, Marissa, this week with jumping in more. I know it's a lot of work to do over there. Oh, absolutely. But, I love the show. But I'm, we're glad you're with us. Thank you, you don't for having me. <laughs> so um, check in with us next Tuesday. Tuesday, 9 o'clock. We will be here again. We look forward to talking about some more Smash, my Smashing Ladies. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.